Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, <laughs> villains, names, places, and other after-show stuff. It all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm after Lee. I'm after Logan. I'm after Wheels. And I'm after Greg. <laughs> I would have yeah. forgotten about the after bit, but uh, good I thing I don't so go first. if we didn't do it. <laughs> VRE is canceled. <laughs> how dare how you how dare <laughs> and I don't know uh, I don't know if any of y'all watch Curtis Connor on YouTube um, but the intro to his videos is always like if you're new here hi great to see you and if you're coming back hey great to see you I hope you're doing well and like the gimmick <laughs> is that if you subscribe to his channel you get an extra greeting but like don't pay attention to that if you're not. but one time he forgot to do it and then everybody legitimately was very mad at him yeah. <laughs> that's uh, the one I follow that got that gets mad is her, her handle on she started on TikTok but she is on YouTube now but it was call me Chris oh. and um, she's the one that does the um the little kids the what I imagine it's like to have toddlers series, if you've seen that. But mm. um, so she, her YouTube is welcome to my YouTube channel. I'm call me Chris and you can call me Chris. <laughs> if she ever forgets to say and you can call me Chris, people are like, yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know what to call you. <laughs> there is one other show I wanted to talk about, which is our show. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. Do it. Yeah. It's one of my favorite shows. Uh, Lee, mm-hmm. fucking 10,000 thumbs up for a real yeah. rip roaring, quick Good job, short and sweet oh, season. Real nice. Thanks. Loved it. Boy, thank you. It was something. <laughs> season felt like a nice little warm blanket. It did. Yeah. It was very fun. It was um, such, it really was so fun to use our book. It was so yeah. fun. Yay. <laughs> I'm glad. Our review for our own book is it's fun to use it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I know you, um, I mean, you said before you didn't think that you would have wanted to do a season again had we not had the book for you to use now that you're on the other side of it. What do you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm never doing this again. I'm never, ever doing this again. Ever. Never. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. You're valid. Well, you wouldn't have done it even this yeah. time if it weren't for the book. Yeah. Yeah, look, a lot of things just in my life have inspired against me to make this season work for me. But honestly, I feel like even if everything had been perfect, what this taught me is I don't enjoy running the game. I just don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a different skill. Yeah, Yeah. And and the thing is, I enjoy it in the moment. While we're playing the game, I feel fine. I'm it's good. I don't know how, if all of you were here a second ago when I said to Logan, before we recorded episode 14, I was like, oh, well, that was all I had. I literally haven't. <laughs> there's That whole episode was like, seat of my pants. No idea. Didn't know. Didn't plan it. Didn't know what we were going to do, what you were going to see, how it was going to go, what we were going to say. None of it. And it oh, was great. fine. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. <laughs> Every single minute in between recording Mm. Uh, that i think i really need to think i need to i haven't planned anything i haven't thought about the thing i do thing i haven't done thing i haven't thought anything about the thing it's so stressful i don't have the personality for it i really don't so you know yeah in the moment it's fine and i know that it's fine but every moment that is not doing it i don't know that yeah 
and I don't know and how you to never, you never have tell to myself that it is. Yeah, so that's. I mean, it it's a hard skill to yeah. be able to do a improv running a game. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's a hard for an audience. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's it's just it, it, it as I've jammed for very long time and. The amount of prep work I used to do at the start versus to what I do now, they're vastly different because I'm much more comfortable in flexing the skill of I can just make it up <laughs> in the spot and I can be fine with that. Yeah. But yeah, it took a very it's... long time to get there. Yeah. And you don't have to you don't have to have the inclination to get there either. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's really not for everybody. Like, y'all. Thank your GMs because it is a job. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So anyway, um, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the book. I enjoyed where it went. But honestly, I cannot tell you how ha- happy I am. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> Should we chat about our characters? Yeah. yeah. Uh, do y'all want to hear? I mean, I know it was the book, but is there any any specific things um, that you wanted to know about the? How I put it together? I think we heard most of the role. Like he, we heard most of the encounters. I think you read them out to us. Yeah, um, anything- was there anything that that you feel like you're hiding up your sleeve that we didn't know? I don't think so. Uh, the main reason I asked was because I don't remember things very well, so I couldn't remember like. What <laughs> I remember I had you being really you excited all. to get to the after show. So I feel like. Like yeah, three months from now, just, we're going to be like, oh, yeah. that thing, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I, well, I will say, okay, so here's what I'll say. This is how I did this. I had, oh, oh, yes, I do. Okay, yes. There's a few things that I do want to talk about before we mm-hmm. get into characters. So I had rolled a few encounters. One of them was the Citadel encounter. So that was like the seed mm. of, okay, here's how I want to do it. Um, mm. And then... I rolled um, some magic effects and some wild cards. I rolled some monsters. I rolled some locations. And I put everything in like an Excel file. And then I just kind of pulled from it as I went. Right. So when I was like, okay, well, we've we we've started out in a town and we're going somewhere. Where are we going? And I had rolled uh, about the fair, the local fair. And so that was how that even got there. The swamp came up as a as a location in the location section of the book. Oh, you randomized the um, location? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, and so um, I just sort of went with whatever. Sometimes I would just pick from the list that I had, and sometimes I would roll. Right. Um, anytime that I was like, hey, why don't y'all roll me like a D4? That was almost always me picking from my chart mm. based on what y'all rolled. Right. Yeah, yeah, you had a buffet of things that were randomly rolled mm-hmm. in your prep, and then you pulled from that buffet whenever it felt like the right moment for it. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, so the downtimes ended up being the only ones that were truly in the moment. Right. Didn't know mm. what they were beforehand in any way. Hadn't looked at them at all. Anything, um, and I think there might have been a couple others along the way that just came up, but. Yeah, so that was the main thing. Um, but so what my plan was was just once I had the seed of, I knew I wanted it to involve the first season and um, the amulet in some way, and I knew that because the amulet is just randomness, right? Like that, or or yeah. we we've sort of come to that in the 
broader universe, this thing that keeps popping up, this crystal or amulet or whatever form it takes, the magic in the Van Pesh, those rocks, mm-hmm. um, is like the embodiment of randomness. So I just wanted to have these yeah. crystals spitting out random magic. And that and that became a good way to use the book of just, great, okay, then what happens Or at there? least Roll it's some sort of book. conduit to a world of randomness and mm-hmm. strangeness, which ends up being <laughs> the same result. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, however, however you want to look at it, um, whatever it is, that's sort of how it... But when I first started, before I came to that conclusion, that that's how I was going to do it. I had had this whole, and now I wish I had written it down, y'all. <laughs> it it was just this, like, I just wanted to know what I thought was happening in the world. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. this is the story, y'all are going to play it. It was just like, if I know what's happening in the world, then no matter what y'all do, I'll know what's, yeah. what's going on. Yeah, that's so how I, I always used to. I did this whole thing, and then I realized... It was based on like you'd go to a place and you'd find an item and that item was going to be like the magic was happening because of that item. And you have to do something. And I was like, oh, my God, I've just rewritten Logan's season. But <laughs> that is why I it would have been did. different. MacGuffins are I mean, like I didn't invent the idea of a MacGuffin. It was you know what I mean? it was at some point like when I'd started rolling random things, I. I can't remember now what it was, but it was literally one of the things. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just, this is just Logan's thing. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, let's change directions. So then I changed directions and I did something a little different. And I started looking at some of the um, D&D materials. And I just straight up fucking wrote the Acquisitions Incorporated <laughs> storyline. <laughs> I got to looking at that and I was like, oh, are you kidding me right now? Okay, great. So then I had to change it again. And that's when I was just like, fine. We're just every place. We're rolling something from the book. And that's what we're doing. I don't even care and anymore. And it worked. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought it, it was super work. cohesive. That was great. Yes. It turned out really good. But I, that that was the thing that I was like, I cannot wait to tell y'all. I, <laughs> like, what? how did I do that twice? <laughs> I don't even think I had seen the Acquisitions Incorporated thing. It was just like close enough that it was like, oh, that pulling I can't from, do that. Yeah. Pulling from the same game's lore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, you know. Anyway, so that's that's basically how it went. And then uh, most of the rest of it, I think, did come up during play. So. Probably the season that is most truest. That is, that is most truest. Most Probably the season <laughs> that is truest to our premise. Probably the randomest mm-hmm. season. Yeah, still felt just as cohesive as any. Yeah, yeah, everything was um, all the animals, all the effects that the everyone turning into animals. I think I already said that was a yeah. I just did it all random. So yeah, it it was great. It was really fun. It's it really is a good tool. I can't. I know that we wrote it. I know that we're biased, but man, it really is a good tool. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) I'm like, oh, it was. Did we write that in the book? We yeah. <laughs> That's good. I we did I that. enjoyed that. I mean, there are many times where I'm like, really? We're not just randomness enthusiasts. We're also clients. We're also clients. <laughs> That's right. I'm also the president. Uh, yeah, though there are many times I'm like, wow. Yeah. We really do yeah. that. <laughs> Y'all did a Had good look job. look in the book. And there's so much in there that we, I mean, we barely touched the surface. I'm looking at my right. Excel file. There's hardly anything on it, but we did so much. Love it. 
Yeah, I feel like, mm. I mean, maybe this is a good transition to talk about characters, because, like, yeah. I felt really connected to Slasher. There's definitely... I like, love what you did with Slasher. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> it was, you know, it was so interesting, because, like, at the beginning, I was like, oh, cool, robot, hell yeah. Okay, and then I looked at every, like, whenever I leveled up, although this didn't come up too much, but literally every skill, I was like, what could a robot do? Like, I, I steered clear of anything that didn't feel at least, like, sort of yeah. robotic. Mm-hmm. Like, Enlarge Person was one of the spells I took, and I, in my head, it was just, like, he just extendo-armed, so he was bigger. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I wanted all of it to feel like, like a robot doing its best to learn how to do these things um, while not being able to actually do it, you know? Yeah. But then he became a real boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was like, I was like really into that jokey thing of like, okay, what? Can, how can everything be themed with robots? And then, I don't know, it just immediately was like, Slasher is very curious about this and wants to be this. And then, and then like, as soon as that light, as soon as Luke turned into a sloth, in front of Slasher's eyes, everything changed for Slasher <laughs> and for me playing Slasher. Because I was like, hmm. oh, he runs to that. He runs to that. And then yeah. the next couple of episodes were so fun of just like yeah. him experiencing everything new. So that was even, I mean, I guess that is like a further robot thing, right? A robot finally getting to experience all these things that he's been hearing yeah. about forever. Yeah, and That was just, uh, you know, it was it was a joy to play. And uh, it was a joy to listen to. <laughs> yes, around it was absolutely. very fun. <laughs> Well, mine's really short because I wasn't really a character, but yeah. I, it was weird to be a character and the GM. <laughs> uh, I love a self-insert. That's fun. Yeah, I felt I did it at the beginning because I wanted it was something about her being an artificer that was the way I was going to try to solve the problem was going to be through her doing artificer shit. So it was like, yeah. well... I can't force them to be one, but I can be one, and then she can just kind of tag <laughs> along. Um, and then it, and then I didn't even need her in the in the end, but it was fun to have someone that I could, you know, still be in it. it. Yeah, yeah. She was like, first of all, like felt like a real character, but then also had insider knowledge that made sense for you as a GM to deliver to us when we needed it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it was fun. I I don't think we've done that before, have we? Where a GM is. Other than mm-hmm. like GM um, seasons, we kind of had it with um. You kind of had a character in in Call of Cthulhu, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had um. um whose name oh, I, I don't I just remember do this. that was years ago. <laughs> but was it um the fish? Was it Millie's? No, oh. you, there, the, the fish also. But there was there was a woman that like which one? Oh, which one was Millie? Oh, oh, oh. It wasn't I? No, was, Millie, Millie was, Greg. was Greg's character. Okay. So who was the other? And I was Ada, but it was... there was. <laughs> There was, there was, it was Andrea. No, it was another A name. It's it's character from yeah. Call of Cthulhu. Oh, oh yes, I do remember that. Yeah, because she got all like, I don't need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> the big yeah. the the episode was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Okay, yeah. Well, anyway, I guess it's a thing I do. I like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like it too. <laughs> it's how I make it bearable. It's a nice device. Um. Yeah. So Zoli or Luke. I can go. It's funny, we recorded this season in a very different way than we usually do, which is to say that normally we just record one app a week, and that works so well for me, because <laughs> I get I get drained, you know, just after one, so, mm-hmm. but th- you know, this time we had to do it a little differently, because doing it differently is the way that we could accommodate Lee being able to GM for 
you know, Lee's own sanity reasons. So, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I can bite the bullet for a season. But I, what I wanted to do was just play a character who comes really naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then getting assigned fairy and rogue, it just kind of came together that I would be uh, this character that's like just motivated by fun and uh, mischievousness, but not in a mean way. And then the fact that he's a fairy made me think of like, that the reason he's motivated by fun is because so is the the fey energy that that creates him and it, and so that ended up tying in really well with the um the ending with the because it's like in the same way that the magic was kind of trapped in that amulet it's kind of like Luke had to be Luke for as long as that problem existed and then once once the problem was solved uh Luke could go back to his purest form, which is indistinguishable from all the other fame mm-hmm. magic. So it was kind of a cool little connection I could make there. But it was also just really nice because I felt like Luke conversationally came really naturally to me. And I could, and with Slasher and Zoli being kind of reserved, yeah. I could just sit there poking weird questions at the <laughs> two of you and see what weird stuff you say to my dumb, weird questions. And that was just a really fun dynamic. It was fun, me. yeah. A rogue and two babies is a very <laughs> funny dynamic. And also, I like I didn't, I don't, I didn't see, say this in the finale, but like I do feel like, at least for Slasher, like Slasher understood that your time was done. Like, like I think you had explained that to mm-hmm. them. To Slasher. Yeah, off screen. Yeah. But I think I yeah. said, like, I told everybody what they meant to me. And I don't think he said that he, I don't think Luke said... I'm about to be gone next week, but <laughs> you know, at the like when it happened, it was like once oh. once you get the yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. That was I really enjoyed all everyone's characters so much. Greg, you want to hit us with Zoli? Uh, Fazoli's Zoli. <laughs> so Zola presented the problem in which I hate the whole people play minus intelligence characters mm. like they are mm-hmm. just there's a, there's always like an ableist tone to yeah. how a lot of people play or classist or classist or, or yeah it, it goes so, on and on and on i agree when i had it i'm like sent to the earth for a reason and mm-hmm. the, i never wanted to answer the reason yeah but i also wanted to think of how do i deal with a character that and i wanted to show that zoli was smart with the riddle thing Mm-hmm. But the reason yeah. for Zoli's low intelligence was information was deliberately being kept from them. Yeah, yeah. ignorance. Right. The information they the got was yeah, is. they were miseducated. Yeah. They were their viewpoint on the world was fundamentally influenced by a person who was doing this deliberately, and that made Zoli easier for me to like get past the stats. Yeah, and not feel. So weird about <laughs> that, you know, the negative two in intelligence that I had. The the gradual all of our like looking at you eyes widening of Father Dante <laughs> things. I don't, I don't know if everybody's seen Shit's Creek, but like Alexis, the character on that, like sometimes yes. she'll just say something that happened to her in the past, and everybody's just like, "What the." Fuck. What? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like Alexis. a normal thing to her. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. not <Is that> okay. <laughs> and that's what I felt like with Zoli. She's like, so, oh, yeah. the time that the Mexican I mean, hotel kidnapped me for three weeks. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I love the character of Alexis. But, like, so, and also the, one of the reasons why I picked 
the Fae Wanderer path for Zoli once we did specializations was the Fae and the Arch Fae like seeing Luke's friend and fundamentally understanding what is happening and mm. deciding to enforce influence to give another path, right? So like Zoli becoming a part of the Arch Fae was to help diminish the effects of Father Dante because of the Luke connection. And that's sort of how I made those decisions around who Zoli was and and the path, and then ultimately why Zoli chooses at the end to leave. And like, mm-hmm. I need to develop all of these things away from the person that has a plan and then come back and thwart that plan. Ah. Yeah. It almost it's it almost implies to me, like as I'm thinking from my character's perspective, that like the type of fairy that Luke is will the the Fae doesn't have to work as hard making as many Lukes in the future if there are more Zolis out there. Right. You know, people mm-hmm. from this world who are able to make connections with the Fae is probably more advantageous to the Fae than having it need to like mm-hmm. concentrate itself so hard it makes a person that right. And the main reason, like, I hinted to this, but the reason that the voices that always talked to Zoli mm-hmm. went quiet when Luke was around, because there was a more important fae than uh-huh. them. And so they, the idea <laughs> yeah. was always, the voices were deferring to the manifestation, and like, well, mm. whatever Luke says is what should happen, we're just That's here. what the fae is doing yeah. in this zip code. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're just gonna back away and let the, we're not gonna... <laughs> Overlap. <laughs> I really like that that uh, mythology of Faye, by the way. That mm-hmm. that is now a canonical. Yeah, I think we our... did fun stuff with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. I had um, asked Greg about that, so I knew like kind of what Greg's thinking was with with Zoli about you know the Faye and all that. So because you know I knew I could tell that Greg had something in mind, and I didn't want to step on his plans for them or or you know. I didn't know what was going to come up, so I wanted to make sure I didn't like do things that weren't were going to be against what Greg's idea of Zoli was. Mm. I was pretty clear on what on what Wheels and Luke had going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, and then Slasher with the Nicholas Barber that was fun. I think I don't remember. I I asked you because I wanted someone to have a reason, like a reason to go to the swamp, a reason for the the um. Uh, fortune teller to say uh, yeah. like you know specifically one of y'all why she would even <laughs> know something like that and so i was mm. like you know could you know someone from your past <laughs> that might live in the swamp and then we went towards nicholas barber so that was fun mm-hmm. yeah good to see a uh, returning character that was yeah. neat. <laughs> should we call it here for now we're recording this at yeah. a different time than we will record mm-hmm. the question answers yeah renee yeah. none yeah yeah so uh there will be some sort of, I presume, musical break. <laughs> and then we'll come back weeks and weeks, weeks older, and weeks and months weeks. older <laughs> yeah. to answer your questions. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to us. 
mid <laughs> mid episode. Uh, it may have felt we... like two seconds to you, but to us, it's been like a Weeks. month. <laughs> it's been a long time. So forgive us if we repeat ourselves, but it's questions time. We have Yay! your questions now, which we didn't in the first yeah. half. Woohoo! Right. I'm going to skip this first one that's a random question generator. That sounds fun. Going to leave it for the end. It's <laughs> um, nice. a really, really cute idea. It yeah, is. We'll get I it. love it. Yeah. Going to leave it at the end. I'm excited. All right. So we've got Gray's. I've not pre-read these like I normally do, so you know, sit. Look, I mean, if we read, we're flying yeah. by the seat of our pants, listeners. Yeah, we can take <laughs> turns reading them, even yeah. if it helps you. Yeah. Oh no, I just normally like have them in some kind of order, and like right, right. just a lot more things, and I don't have that now. That's <laughs> fine. Okay. Oh nope, that's uh, Grace. Having put your own book into practice, do you have any tips on using it? I noticed or think I noticed the last few years are a bit fuzzy these days. Yeah. Uh, you tend to not let the book possess authority in play, letting it voice an idea and then applying that idea yourself as it fits rather than as written. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, that's like, absolutely true for our own book. <laughs> yeah. And how Lee did it, which was like, we all got to roll on the chart. And then we, from those four results, we choose one that makes the most sense at the time. I thought that was a wonderful way to yeah. leverage the book. I also think oh, yeah. like our book, I feel like the way we wrote the book, everything is a start and we never really prescribed a finish. Oh, right? yeah, sure. They, yeah. They, a they lot of the encounters intention. even are more like, yeah, here is here is the start of a story. Right. The middle and end are up to you. And and yeah, and that tends to kind of be the the overarching philosophy of just like take whichever elements of these that you want. And yeah. Ditch whatever you don't. Well, that's kind of the that's in the spirit of the book. Yeah, yeah, and even more than that, I um definitely had especially monsters where I would roll them and there was not a direct analog in D and D. So even like for stuff like that, I'm just like, Meh, this sounds like a this to me, and that's how I'm going to play it. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. So yeah, I mean, and honestly, like especially our book, like all all books, all rule books or um what are what is what's it called supplements or whatever supplements yeah. yeah to me are just guides they're just like yeah. hey here's mm -hmm. how we think this is this will work and this is this will help you uh, mediate arguments but otherwise do whatever the fuck man yeah yeah absolutely i, I literally mean, never ran an adventure module because I don't think I, I, I could follow directions that long. Oh, the, my oh, thing, no, every no. time that I've tried to do something like that, I get like five pages into it and I'm like, oh my God. Like, and also it'll be like, oh, well, that's like an interesting thing. And then they take it in a direction. I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do my own thing. So I get like five pages into this like mm -hmm. 40 page module and I'm like, I'm already off the rails. Okay. I mean, I <laughs> definitely will use them as shown by mythical season one which is a module right yeah <laughs> from good old Meepo, the the most yeah. memorable character of <laughs> thing which is like it's just a standard D, D character yeah but yeah even that even if i take most of it i'll be like but i want my own thing on it like i want these things to be different and often like modules are real railroady and if you're mm -hmm. a not comfortable group railroady is real good but if you're a comfortable group then it's like Okay, we've quickly gone off the track, so let's just do whatever. Yeah. 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 
Should we hop on to the next question? Yeah. Yeah. So Empress Seth, (laughs) Empress Seth asks, okay, quick one for Lee. How was your second DMing session? Was it easier or harder than Cthulhu? Do you see yourself running another season in the near future? And if so, what style are you thinking? A specific setting? Do you prefer crunchier or rules light? Oh boy. Um, was it easier or harder than Cthulhu? It was much harder mm. because Cthulhu, I know that universe inside and out mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. feel very confident in all of my decision making in that storyline, even when I wasn't confident in my ability to like do the rules or like know what was going on in that way. <laughs> so, so it was easier because of that. It was harder because, or Cthulhu was easier because of those reasons. And this season was harder also just because, like, personal stuff that was going on. Like, I was just having, I don't know, I think, like, depression, I think. think. Um, It's hard to say, really, with me because my chronic pain problem is also a thing and, like, anxiety and also being diagnosed with ADHD and, like, uh, it's a, there's some overlap going on yeah, where yeah, you could be pointing to yeah. a lot of a lot of different directions. Yeah. What was I feeling? I don't know. Um, but but it was hard, it was, it and was it lot. didn't have anything to do with our podcast. So <laughs> so in, in that sense, like that's not fair on the game. Like it didn't have anything to do with me DMing or or how that is. But what it did do is teach me that, no, actually, I really genuinely do dislike GMing. I, I don't enjoy it. It's a different game. Yeah. I find it mm-hmm. extremely stressful. And I also think that it does exacerbate like my underlying issues. Like It does yeah. bring out my anxiety. And it, bringing out my anxiety brings out all those other problems that I have, too. So it's not for me. It's not for me. Um, so I mean, yeah, no, it. no specific setting because I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, just as an aside, I do prefer rules light because I don't follow the rules. I'm not capable. Yeah. I don't believe in them. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Very encounters. We don't believe in the rules. I think yeah. that's pretty good. The rules are a guide. <laughs> yeah. Right. So then uh, Empress Seth goes on to ask, and this is a different question, um, but just in the same post, the discussion of the amulet got me thinking, was it responsible or a part of every season? Like it goes from setting to setting, bringing Blossom 1616 across dimensions in one reality, creating objects of power in the next, motivating witches in another. The only problem is that sort of implies that randomness is the antagonist, which is like the opposite of the podcast ethos. I really like this question. Yeah, I think I mean, so. I think the the last little thing is what is the the crunch of the question, but mm-hmm. absolutely, like I think at least in my seasons, I I'm like, how did the amulet do this? And then I come up with a little reason in my head, like mm-hmm. for example, in root, I uh, it's buried underneath that part of the forest, and oh that's shit, I, I didn't those. know that. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever said it out loud. That's just. Mm-mm. Now you uh, have. Wow. Yeah. It's canon now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought about it zero in Call of Cthulhu. So if it's there, it's because somebody else put it there, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I We kind of talked about this in a recent VRP, Very Random Podcasting, which is the bonus show we do at $5 a month on Patreon. But I think it's less. Th- so I don't think. Yeah, I think the answer is no, it's not in every 
season, you know, it's a really nice narrative device for mm-hmm. one to just kind of have this thing that fits in a story if you've never heard of it before, but also is a thing that we can point back to for people who are listening through all of them. Um, and that's kind of fun, but it's, it doesn't always end up fitting. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. like it's kind of in some places in the horror, but you know, not in others just cause it doesn't fit all the settings to have it, it almost, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a narrative device, but I don't think we're tied to it being in every season. As yeah, I guess what like, I'm saying. It was very directly in Marvel, but I never thought about it in Star Wars. Right. Mm-hmm. And see, see our last question answer, which is that, of course, we're not going to follow our own rules either. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I don't think like the thing of randomness is the antagonist. I, I right. Like, even though it's in there and it affects things, it's it's like the secret MacGuffin. Like, mm-hmm. if you look for it, 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 it could really be there, but it's never like, hey, I'm going to plan an amulet season. <laughs> yeah. And it's less that it's the antagonist and, and more that randomness is inherently messy. Mm-hmm. And that can feel directed at you as a right. character. And, yeah. and exactly. And so I think the because randomness is so messy, it's sometimes, you know, you need you need some player characters to tidy up some messes. Uh, sometimes so it's less the antagonist and more the inciting incident kind of yeah even in my season the amulet gave slasher right yeah. a bear for yeah. exactly what i was all talking about was like, that, yeah it has the most direct tie to this question your season just now has the most direct tie to this because it really is just us going around tidying up messes that randomness <laughs> yeah <laughs> And yeah, some of them and aren't e- those were bad. literally random rolls that I made from a book. Like that, yeah, yeah. That a lot of them turned out poorly, but that's because conflict is a driver of a story. So, mm-hmm. like you know, it, that's the easiest way to do it. But also, like that's just what it—that's what it was. So we did it, and it didn't necessarily all have to turn out poorly. Which, like I said, with the circus, it didn't. No one was like overly angry about it. They were like, "Wow, we made a lot of money." <laughs> and we got the problem fixed and some of us got to be like our true selves. Like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it might not always be antagonistic force, but it's always a force that needs to be like attended to or contended with yeah. in some way. Yeah. So then that leads really well into Otis's question, which is, was it difficult to role play the switch between robot slasher and bear slasher? Mm. So I think I, I think I talked about this a little bit in the in part one or whatever. The, the I think so probably yeah. before this. So I might be repeating myself, but it was what Slasher wanted. Like some, t- I I think I talked about how like you know I really identified with or uh, like I really inhabited Slasher. There's some characters that I that I play that is just like oh I know exactly what's the deal with this character, and Slasher is one of them. And so like Logan me was like disappointed that I had to stop making robot cool things like i was in my head at the the early out, outset of the season i was like oh i'm gonna make every single spell that he does ha- relate to like robot stuff so like just some inspector gadget version of that spell and i chose spells based on that so i was excited to like make those little jokes but then as soon as it presented itself it was like oh this is absolutely what this character wants this character w- deeply wants to experience these things that he's never gotten to experience and isn't that so, the RPG? Isn't that like the RPG character arc 
in its essence of like <laughs> you build it with this intention in mind of a person and then in embodying them you realize they're an entirely different person and maybe the yeah the mechanics don't fit anymore yeah yeah you're exactly right <laughs> or at least a lot of the times for our characters i've i've known many characters who play a mage and they were a mage as That's soon as fair, they yeah. <laughs> popped into existence <laughs> and they stayed that sometimes way it's great to cast a spell <laughs> it's real it's fun should we go uh, to Golden yeah. Pelt's question? This is the first time the gang has revisited a world outside of the sequel specials. Did that impact the planning of the campaign or things like Nicholas Barber just incorporated on the fly? So we talked to this a little bit in part one about the kind of call that Logan and Lee had at the beginning talking about like what happened the last time we played D&D. But I am curious as well, like for those little, for the individual things like Nicholas Barber when did those come into play? That was, um, I rolled the motivation for, so I, I had rolled the location as a swamp. And so I was like, okay, well, I need like, uh, is there like a reason that any of the characters would know someone in the swamp? And mm. I was going to ask all of you, but I started with Logan. Like I was just going down the, the list, texting people. And um, so I started with Logan. I was like, hey, what, would Slasher like know anybody in the swamp? And Logan was like, oh, I don't know. Let me think about it. And it morphed into, oh, well, like fucking Nicholas Barber. That's who he knows. <laughs> uh, the, the funniest thing is, so like I then knew for sure that it was Nicholas Barber. But I like intentionally was like, how can Slasher misconstrue this information? Like every yeah. bit of information that we got. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so it, I was like, ten thousand percent sure you were going to find a <laughs> robo body. <laughs> uh, I, I was too. Yeah, yeah. No, Logan did a good job of Slasher just being like a brother, an, another robot. <laughs> like, no, man, Nicholas yeah. Barber and Logan knew the whole time. Chick y'all. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot. A lot of this stuff was just on the fly because. Um, I and I'm sure I probably already said this, but I rolled most of the things well in advance of doing the season at all. Like a lot of the um, main little bits I had rolled. So I knew I had like a pool of locations and a pool of events and a pool of all these things that I had rolled. And I just had to pull out pull. I keep saying pull, but I just had to like choose between different things to make them make sense and make them fit. So occasionally I would have to make rolls like the day before we recorded it or whatever, which let's be real. It was like the morning before we recorded. <laughs> uh, We're putting our, the promise of our book into practice here. Yeah. 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 I'd be like Saturday morning. Whoops. We're recording it. One. I better get it going. Um, the, uh, there's so much of that for every season I've yeah. ran to of like, I got something, but there's a lot I need to sketch out. Oh, yeah. in the next two hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. and then, you know, because a lot of it comes out of things that y'all say or things that, mm -hmm. like, happen during the, the play, and then you want to be able to, like, change course and in incorporate things. So, yeah, let's move to Jenna W. that says, This season will be the shortest full season since the last four. Since the last four? That makes Since sense. First four. First, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't think that made sense. <laughs> this season will be the shortest full season since the first four. And I was wondering if that was done intentionally as part of how the story unfolded and was organized with the various encounters from the book, or if it was because of another reason. 
whether timing, logistics, or otherwise? And then how did y'all feel about the change in length of a full season after several that spanned 17 to 20 plus episodes? Oh boy, that is a question. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm going to get real about it, right? I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we were in the middle of recording. We had like made a full on decision. And then I texted everybody and was like, I can't do this. We have to shorten this. I can't mm-hmm. like the, the, the decisions that your characters just made. We have to retcon that just a little bit. And it was, it was literally it's that I had really, said, really yeah. yeah, I had said y'all can either go straight to this to what ended up being the Citadel, but they didn't know that at the time, or mm-hmm. y'all can like check out these other things that Slasher's like kind of feeling. And um they were like, Yeah, let's check out the other stuff. And I was like, Okay, that's what we're gonna do. Get that ready for next time. And then I was just like, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> like it still was a was in, like this change in decision still made sense for the characters. Like it was. It right. did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. And I, I wouldn't have done it if we had all talked about it and decided that it didn't make sense or it just wouldn't work or it would be weird or difficult. Like there were, you know, I was willing to try to push through and make it work. But like to me, from where I was then, it was like that or quit the show. It's like not worth, yeah, I, and it's not worth right. damaging yeah. your mental health. Yeah, <laughs> was, to, uh, exactly. Yeah, I was, I was not in a good place. I am very okay right now. Like I'm so much better. Everything's good. No one needs to worry. I'm very good. But I was not good then, <laughs> and yeah. so I just said, and I was like, I can't do this. Can we like shift and and try something different? And everybody, like y'all, were so good to me. You were all just like, yeah. We're down for whatever you want to do. And so we, instead of going off to explore like the smaller things, which would have made it a much longer season, we were just like, nope, we're going straight to speed run. Yeah. <laughs> we're going straight <laughs> to the place. Not, not even. It, I think it, I think the pacing ended up feeling yeah, really nice as a result. Oh, yeah. Back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was worried that it would feel rushed. Um, but you know, I don't think it did. And like, we told the story we wanted to tell and I cannot believe that literally the dice rolled that Logan got to decide (laughs) what was true anyway. And then I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. I don't have to think about this anymore. It's all Logan. That's the best part of the GM now of DMing a season is when you get to the point because it it kind of always ends up with like, okay, well they know everything. I Mm -hmm. gave them the whole plan and now they just have to do whatever they're going to (laughs) do. And like, that's a great feeling when you're just like, well, I'm just going to show up now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But to speak to the like 17 to 20 plus episodes thing, I like that we have various ranges of episodes. And uh, one of, I think one of wheels goals is to always have a shorter season than last time. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) uh, the horror is the longest one I've done. And I think it was like 18 or 19 all told. I mean, the horror was longer because it was three. (laughs) It was three Mm -hmm. campaigns. Mm -hmm. Um, But like the fact that it was three campaigns and it was still like around 20 or under 20 is indicative of the fact that I am to some extent uh, that I have uh, a lot in common with Lee in that like I can't I can't do really long campaigns. I I get burned out on it if it goes too long. Um so a lot of mine I try to 
I try to just like push the push you through like not like not like I'm rushing you through a story or whatever, but like if there's any point if there's any part in which we could like and eh, this won't be interesting, we can kind of do this quickly and skip past to the next interesting part. I kind of want to do that because then that one, I think it makes for a better show. And then two, I just know personally, like if I'm in that hot seat for, you know, when we're, you know, we record these generally a week at a time. We did it kind of differently for this season where we're recording like three in a row. Then we would take like a week off or whatever and then do another three in a row. Um, But generally when we make this show, we're doing them one episode per week. And like, uh, and I think I've already mentioned maybe even the first half that like I don't even like when recording sessions go long, but I also <laughs> don't like when I have to be running a campaign for like months and months and mm-hmm. months because then I tend to forget details from the beginning yeah. or I tend to feel just kind of narratively tired of it. And so I tend to want to make mine as short as I feel like they can be while still having all the cool things I want to have in them. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't you. want us to ever feel locked into a season length. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so yeah. like the the thought, like, how did we feel about the change of the length? Like, we've never said they have to be this long. Yeah. Our seasons are always dictated by where are we? And Grant, I always think mine are going to be shorter than they are. But like we get into things that I'm just like, mm-hmm. OK, well, we're going to be in here mm-hmm. for another eight yeah. episodes because this is really interesting. <laughs> Yeah. But I, I don't think we as a group ever want to say, oh, it has to be 20 episodes because that's what's expected. It's whatever feels natural to end the story. And like for this one, even though we cut it short, we still had things to do. Like it was going to take however long it took to get to the end. We were mm-hmm. just cut out a chunk in the middle that was yeah. side questy. But like right, it, yeah. it could have been 14, it could have been 15, it could have been 13. Like it was just If it what had taken more episodes, I would have given it more right. if that's what it needed. But when we got down to it, yeah, exactly. Greg said it. We cut out some filler episodes and just mm-hmm. kept to the story. And that's just not how we normally do, but I think it's fine. I don't think there's a, yeah. a right or wrong way to do it. We've carved a show that... uh can do whatever it wants. Like, that's kind of yeah. what's on the tin. That's yeah. the point of it, yeah. It's so ridiculous how much creative freedom we got on this show because <laughs> there's no one to tell us no. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple of good ones still left. I mean, they're all good questions, um, but we've just read most of them. Gray's said, D&D is, out of all of the games you've played, maybe the one least interested in story of play as a game. Do you feel this changes the experience of playing for a show? I'm going to know because we don't play D&D that way. I'm not sure I understand story of play. I think what they're trying to say, and, and Grace can correct me in Discord if I'm wrong, but I think what they're saying is D&D is a, is a procedural. It's about rules and fighting, and mm. it's not a, as story-driven as other gaming systems, or at least... A lot of GMs don't play it that I think, way. I think a lot of GMs don't play it that way. I, yeah. I always sort of disagree when people consider D&D not to be a story-driven game. It's just that the results are yes or no, not yes and, no and. They are mm. yes or no. So you, yeah. d- you, you play the game differently. But I'm like in my home campaign, I've had three sessions where we've never once rolled a die. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't come yeah. up. 
because we were having it's more other of a things. system to simulate right. fantasy things that uh, like you know because it's an it's it's got an older lineage to like war games where it is more right. simulation mm-hmm. focused. Like, but but you can still be role playing around it, and you engage with the simulation yeah. when you need to. Yeah, I think it's the the system that is has the most users that want to do more of the rules and the yeah, yeah. procedural stuff. It is a rules heavy game for yeah. sure. <laughs> but um, if you're doing it right, it's also a story. And it's it's a, it's kind of it's kind of a shame that it's. It's the mega hit game, like the one that mm-hmm. everybody knows about, because I think a lot more people would be or just a different crowd would be interested in all these other mm-hmm. games that have way less cultural. It wasn't up. for a long time. Like, yeah. <laughs> the 90s were very different than when they really Hasbro was like, nah, we are doing this and we're taking over. Mm-hmm. You'd be um, more likely to play White Wolf than D and D. Right, D and D was dead for a long time, and then yeah. they they really twisted the market to put themselves on top. We're in in an environment that the role playing game industry is in an environment where right now I think the best uh, because of where the money is, the best tools for like. You know, like plug and play. Like we yeah. used Roll Twenty for this, and we were able mm-hmm. to have all of our character sheets on D and D Beyond. Like, there's a lot of technical support uh, for this game <laughs> yeah. that other games don't. So there's kind of that plus to it. But that's that says more about the resources that they have than it does about the game itself. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, C did ask, "Where did Explainer Voice go?" Incredible <laughs> question. I think, I think it's a simple answer. One is that. Logan and I, I think, are cleverer editors than we used to be, so we don't need to rely on that device as often. For mm-hmm. newer listeners, this is a thing we used to do more often where I pitched voice and one of us would come in and it would say it fairly quickly <laughs> would say that, okay, we're, uh, the, you know, it would say like, this character's HP is 26 or whatever. And so I think eventually we just figured out that like, either the explanation is boring enough that it doesn't need to be in the episode or if it is important and we forgot to record it or whatever, we could probably double it up with like an announcement at the beginning of the episode in a yeah. in a way that doesn't like cut up the narrative flow. I still like Exploiter Voice yes. because, it, mm-hmm. because there's like weird canon connections that we could talk about forever, but we won't. But yep. um, but yeah, I think it's just that we don't need it as much as a tool anymore. Yeah. Right. I love and that. And like we used to explain the game and we're just like less interested in Kinda that over now. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Seed. They are so cool and made us a random, it's uh, called Franz After Show Question Randomizer. And it's got just a little table for everybody to roll on. <laughs> and I love it. And uh, it's D4s. So everybody, right. let's start I'm with gonna... Logan. Give me a roll. Okay, I got a two, which is table A. Some unanswered question about. Some unanswered question. Well, I have to. This means I have to invent my own question. Right, it's fine. Uh, no, 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 no. It's it. We're, it's built. You're, you're building only part of the question. Ah, some unanswered questions about B, which I table B is for the setting. That's it. What's an unanswered question about the setting? Uh, I mean, the biggest thing is Father Dante is a very bad man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I think we got that from context clues. But do you have do you have any specific things about that, Greg? So. I mean, the specific thing is 
Zoli was sent to stop Father Dante, and Father Dante interfered with that process of entry uh, and decided oh. to be like, here's a tool. But like Zoli meeting everybody else sort of was like, the reason why people are like, well, he would would have kept Zoli locked up all the time is like, yeah, but Zoli was really powerful. <laughs> and <laughs> Father Dante didn't really want to really trip the hand of like, oh, here's this divine being sent to stop me. So it was very loose. But yeah, he's a hmm. think of a really <laughs> bad cult that wants to take over that entire region. That's oh. Father Dante's whole deal. It's like the opposite of good omens where. Yes. Like the very bad, kid. bad tidings. Yes, yeah, bad tidings. <laughs> Father Dante's bad tidings. <laughs> if we're good to, for to go to my randomly generated question, do it. I got the time uh, Valera clicked for you, which is a great question. I love, I love learning about the NPCs, and I guess in this case, the kind of GMPC. So, Lee, uh, was there a point you felt like Valera, you figured her out? Um. Well. She was always meant to be a way to help y'all through the narrative and mm-hmm. to literally humanize. What was his name? Susk. Susk. Susk, yeah. <laughs> um, so that he didn't feel like such a baddie. Yeah. He, yeah. He absolutely would have felt like a mm. monster if you weren't there. I didn't even think about, about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff. From the very beginning, that was the only reason I even created a character. And so then um, w- once I had created her, I had set up, I think it might have even been a role, but it might not have been. No, it was. It was about why she wouldn't go into the woods with y'all. That was a role mm-hmm. that she could, she wasn't going to go. And whatever happened was I had decided was going to color how she viewed everything y'all did in the future. So like if something bad had happened to one of you while she while you were there and she hadn't gone like that was going to be like a like she blamed herself or. Yeah. You know. So it turned out okay, But she always felt like she didn't do a thing she was supposed to do. She didn't help her friends when she was supposed to. She's making up for it. Yeah. Yeah, like the the making up for it. Like she had a very literal time when she was protecting Zoli uh mm-hmm. in the forest. Right, yeah. Like exactly. That was, that was and that's why she did thing. it because she was yeah. like I'm never again going to leave my friends to to just their own devices. Like I will watch really and make sure. Yeah. That's so so cool. um yeah, she was um unlike a like real playing character that has like a full thing. She was easy cuz she was very one-dimensional. <laughs> Or, or, I mean, not necessarily one dimensional, but she just she had a goal and a purpose, yeah. and it was easy to play that. Yeah, flat characters can be really, really, really yeah. useful narratively. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. they can. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I rolled mine, and it's like I I had to roll on every single one, so like, I'm gonna go and do it. <laughs> uh, the time slashers. Oh. General vibe clicked for you. There you go. That's it. Oh, whoa! I when I made his uh his intro where i was like oh he's a, <laughs> yeah he's a walking metaphor for our show <laughs> he's an artiste mm-hmm. yeah That's oh, cute. and, and yeah. striving to understand like he's 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 got a, he and data would be best buddies yeah 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 i'm saving this table by the way greg do you want to do one or yeah, do we want to call I, it there i did mine it was what you liked about 
Zoli's personality traits, bonds, and or flaws specifically and why. I I said I think pretty sure I said this in the first part, but I want to start saying I really wanted to play a non-intelligence based, like not the stats aren't there character in a not mostly ableist way or try. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. to have and a lot of the Father Dante stuff and portraying this person, this being that is literally maybe a year old, but has a, you know, a, a fully grown and functioning body. Clearly exceptionally like, intelligent. Right. But, mm-hmm. but not, not, doesn't have the intelligence right. that would suit them for the particular world right. that they inhabit. And yeah. just have it be like, not like Zoli isn't unintelligent. Right. Yeah. Zoli doesn't have access to knowledge. And that was a yeah. really important like with the when the stats came out, that's where I really clicked with who Zoli was going to be, and that was really important to me. Yeah. yeah, I really liked Zoli, and I liked how hard Valera was trying to be like, "Hey, maybe <laughs> don't though listen to Father Dante." <laughs> and it, and you like, want me to help you find a therapist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like Luke and Slasher, like. They were like they were just making like in my head they were both just making the like damn that's fucked up face but yeah <laughs> but, but they don't neither of those characters really possess the uh, the facilities to help no. Zoli out of that <laughs> situation could not help <laughs> Luke would be like I don't know how many pies should we throw in his face <laughs> and then poor Valera's like I don't want to step over any boundaries but <laughs> I think like that. That was also important to have like seeds of other viewpoints given to Zoli. And ultimately mm-hmm. where why Zoli is like, I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> like oh, I need yeah. to go out it was of this. Heartbreaking and, when I re-listen to that. And really oh. think and then yeah. make decisions. I loved it so much. I, I the way this one ended was just like, oh, just so bittersweet, like Luke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going in off into the west or whatever, and then then Valera just being like, "I just need to make everything better." <laughs> uh, but at least Slasher had like a good. <laughs> yeah, <Flasher's- laughs> yeah, it was a nice yeah. mix of yeah of bittersweet and also mm-hmm. just capital S sweet. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it was it was fun. Thank you for sticking around uh, for this season, listeners. Next, you're gonna hear. Big Bang Superstars, a mini yep. season play, which we recorded that so long ago. Well, a long time ago. <laughs> yep. But that's what you're going to hear next. Uh, so that is a kind of like a micro. Big Bang Superstars is a micro game. Well, how I described it when I was, you know, doing the plugs recently and got it memorized was it's like cosmic. It's a cosmic voguing competition. Yes. Essentially. Yeah. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. It was very silly. One funny thing about it is that each of us had like a hard out at a different time. (laughs) And the game kind of already has like elimination mechanics, but we kind of like accelerated them because people had to leave. And so it's like we're dropping like flies by the end. But it is uh, exceptionally silly and really fun. You're going to enjoy that. And then after that, we're getting right into Tales from the Flood. Right, Greg? Uh, Well, we'll have something in between. Yeah. Which we haven't determined yet. The thing I sent. Okay, I found it. Oh, it's my game. Yeah. So we have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We actually, after today, so that this show is going to go out on Monday uh, as normal. And then we're going to have a, you know, we normally take a break and mm-hmm. we didn't take one. 
uh, because we were rushing my season for the book. So we are going to have a break. That'll be um, on the 24th of January. Then we're going to have that mini season. And then we're going to have another break, which is the normal break that we'd normally would take between mini season or between a mini season and a season. And then we're going to have another mini season <laughs> to make up for the <laughs> one that we didn't do. <laughs> and that um, one, we don't have all the deep. Oh, no, we do have the details yeah. for it, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, We're playing Logan's game, whose name is... I'm sure you're all wondering why I've gathered you here this evening. Yeah, thank yeah. you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to play it again. Oh, that's great. So yeah, We played like then, a real beta edition a long yeah. time ago, but mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to play like the real deal, so I'm excited. Sweet. Yeah. Then we'll and start the actual season, which is... Exactly. Things from the Flood. Oh, it's called good. Things from it's the Flood. It's called Things from the Flood. I oh. finally pulled the book out. Yes. Things from the flood is sounds so much more ominous than it Tales is from the going flood. to be a much more <laughs> ominous thing. Oh boy! Well, yeah, the, the kids the kids turned thirteen and now they can die. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh, no. And there are death rules in the game. This one, We're so not kids anymore, right? They are not. Well, you're teens. We'll we'll cover it. We'll get there. Yeah. It's the very last time we're ever going to make Lee play even a teenager. A it's okay. I don't have to create this character, so it's going to be mm-hmm. less awful for me. But yeah, no, it is the last time that I'm playing a teenager. <laughs> Can't wait to figure out what kind of phase uh, all <laughs> oh, of our characters man. are going it's, through. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, so you've got all that to look forward character. to. Thank you. Thank listeners. you, everybody. Yeah, if you listen this you so far, much. you're a super fan. Thank Seriously. you so much. <laughs> Consider backing us on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Where you can hear more of us for $5. All right. Peace out. Bye. 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 At the end of the after show, at the end of the season. And uh, maybe you're looking for something, maybe an Easter egg back here uh, at the end of this episode. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes the Easter egg is the friends we made along the way, uh, if you think about it.